Welcome to Expose the Real Virtual Summit, brought to you today by the Public Speakers Association. I'm excited to introduce to you the incredible Mr. Fox Meyer. Fox, why don't you take it from here? Tanya, thanks again. Good afternoon, everybody. I would like to take the next 20 or 25 minutes to share the stories of six people that, and some I, I, I've known personally and some I don't know. So I've known some from near and some from far. And all of these people have accomplished great things in their life. But if we expose the real and we peel back the curtain, I think we'll come to understand that while we're impressed by what they've done, we're more apt to be impressed by and use sort of how they got to where they got to, their process, and how they did it. Dewey Bozella was a boxer. Will Burton wrestled for his high school team in Fairdale, Kentucky. Terry Fox raised money for kids with cancer. Jim McLaren was a distance athlete. Julio Garcerán was the most in-shape seventh-grade teacher I had ever seen. And Emmanuel Uboa was an activist from the country of Ghana. All of these people, one, had a goal. Dewey Bozella, his goal, to box professionally. Will Burton? to win his next wrestling match. Terry Fox, to raise money for kids with cancer. Jim McLaren, to win his next race. Julio Garcerán, ultimately his goal, to impact the lives of young people. And Emmanuel Uboa, his goal, to raise awareness about kids with disabilities in the country of Ghana. The early was a day-to-day -day struggle for these people. It went from bad to worse and the pain doubled. Never far from imminent danger from the tough and the unforgiving, these people were no strangers. Closure seemed to be impossible, but toughness, they had that, and it was plentiful. So they turned their pain into inspiration, and every day they gave it a game-faced salutation. They said, hello, tough times. You're just a pit stop to a happy life because what is Victory Highway without some struggle and strife? All of these people came from very difficult situations. Dewey Bozella was jailed for a crime he did commit. Will Burton, although he wrestled on his high school team, was non-ambulatory. He didn't walk because of his cerebral palsy. Terry Fox lost a leg to cancer himself. Jim McLaren was hit by a New York City bus the summer after he graduated college, and he's basically left for dead. Ultimately, in Jim's words, all that happened was he lost one of his legs below his knee. Julio Garcerán, early in his life, came from a very tough economic situation that didn't allow him to get started professionally later than most. And Emmanuel Yuboa, 
born in the country of Ghana, was born without a leg. And back when he was born in 1977, a child with a disability, if you were their mother, was considered a curse. But all of these people understood that while their situations couldn't kill them, it was their attitude about their situations that could either kill them or help them succeed. I'll give you an example of the opposite, the other side of this, a very personal story. So it's 1984, and I'm six years old, and I have CP myself, and I go in for a surgery called a hip osteotomy. And what was done in this surgery was metal rods were inserted into my hips. And to do this, they had to break both of my hips. They put the rods in both my, my hips, and my bones were turned out so I'd walk in a less knock-kneed fashion. My dad went with me. Um, through the entire process, that week that I was in the hospital at Columbia Presbyterian in, in New York City, he stayed with me, sleeping on the windowsill every night. And lucky for me, I was discharged about four days early. Well, dad and I had no way to get home. Out of nowhere, my dad's boss, a man named Jerry, came to pick us up. He had sort of his sixth sense. Jerry was born in Brooklyn. He knew New York. So he pulled in back somewhere. And I was in a cast from the waist down. My, my dad and Jerry carried me to a cart and they pushed me to this back door. And they put me in the back in the trunk of Jerry's yellow station wagon, propped me up so that I would fit in the trunk. Now, on the ride home, I can remember a conversation at six years old that Jerry had with my dad. Jerry was convinced to his core that because of the cancer history in his family that he was going to contract cancer. And that's all he talked about on the ride home. Well, some four to six years later, I'm on my summer break from school in the kitchen. And my dad walks in in the middle of the day, dressed in a suit and tie. Thinking my dad was coming from work, I asked him how work was going. He said, Fox, I'm, I'm not coming from work. Do you remember Jerry? I said, yes. And he said, well, uh, I'm just coming from Jerry's funeral. Jerry ended up dying of cancer. To me, he thought himself into that situation. These people, Dewey Bozell, Will Burton, Terry Fox, Jim McLaren, Julio Garcharan, and Emmanuel Yuboa understood, again, that while their situations couldn't kill them alone, their thoughts about it. So none of them subscribed to self-sympathy. Dewey Bozella didn't focus on his conviction. Will Burton didn't focus on his CP. Terry Fox didn't think about cancer and say, why me? Tim McLaren didn't keep saying, what if I wasn't hit by a New York City bus the summer after I graduated college? Julio Garcharan didn't focus on his previous economic situation. And Emmanuel didn't focus on the fact that he was born without one of his legs. What they did focus on was action and what they had to do to get to where they wanted to go. So 
every day while incarcerated, Dewey Bozilla wrote letters proclaiming his innocence. Study. He obtained a college degree. He met and married his wife. And he trained, pursuing his dream of becoming a professional boxer. Day after day, Will Burton trained with his wrestling team and did push-up after push-up, sit-up after sit-up, pull-up after pull-up, and grappling on the mat with his teammates. Tim McLaren focused on how he was going to transform his body into that of an offensive lineman as a football player to that of a lean, long-distance runner. Julio Garcerán, my seventh-grade Spanish teacher, got up every morning at 3.30 a.m. He boxed. He sparred with adults half his age so he could get his body into the best shape of his life in the hopes that could help him teach for as long as he possibly could. And Emmanuel Ubilla, day after day in Ghana, tried to get involved in soccer games but he could keep, because he believed that was the root of where he could start spreading awareness of people with disabilities across the country of Ghana. Listen, even if tough times last, tough people, they last longer. And as you go down that mobile-ridden path, let your faith grow stronger. If you fall off the horse, get up and get back on the saddle. Victory Highway, it's not smooth sailing, for that road is a constant uphill battle. Even if positive thoughts don't work, negative thoughts, well, they'll kill you. So keep your mind, your body, and your soul on high alert. You will never know the heights you will take yourself to. So keep one hand on the wheel and one foot on the gas. These struggles you'll face towards your goal, they are real. You can tell them to kiss your you-know-what. Almost every year, on the first day of class, and I'm a school teacher, I show my students a bag of shark teeth. And I basically ask them, why are shark teeth so accessible? Why can you go on to Amazon.com and buy a pack of them from $5.99 to $17.99 to everywhere in between? And we get around to the fact that someone knows that sharks routinely lose their teeth. And I show them a video of a great white exploring in the ocean and taking a little bite out of a camera in front of it just to see what it was. And we understand now that the shark would lose its teeth, and, and, and they do. And the question that I pose to my students and I pose to you all is, when a shark loses its teeth after it bites something it doesn't want, does it sulk and try to be something it's not? No. We know that sharks grow their teeth back within 24 hours of losing them. Going back to the stories of these people, Dewey Bozella, while incarcerated, wrote these letters, thousands of them that weren't received. But like a shark, he also understood that if he stopped writing these letters, if he stopped studying to write these letters, 
there's no way. There was no way he was going to be freed. Will Burton lost numerous matches during his high school wrestling career. He understood that if he stopped training, stopped doing pull-ups, push-ups, and grappling on the mat with his teammates, he would never win a match. Terry Fox couldn't get every single Canadian citizen to raise a dollar for cancer research. But he understood that if he stopped running in the summer of 1980, no money was going to be raised in his name. And Emmanuel Ebola was rejected from so many soccer games growing up in Ghana. But again, he understood that if he stopped trying to get involved, he would never be able to spread his message of equality of people with disabilities across the country of Ghana. In short, they understood that if they weren't willing to trial and error, they weren't willing to try. These people understood that their problems were exactly as big as they thought them to, them to be. I'll say that again. These problems, our problems and your problems, are exactly as big as you think them to be. All of these people, Dewey, Will, Terry, Jim, Julio, and Emmanuel, did a great job of not perceiving things as they were, but observing things exactly as they were. As Jim McLaren said, I get my strength from knowing that I am not my body. I am a man, and being alive is being alive. And that's a great thing. You see, knockdowns, they had them in trillions. But all of these people, and we are married to a trait called resilience. They know, we know, as life comes and passes, we can take great satisfaction out of rising from the ashes. So looking closer with true eye exertion, I find that the tougher the challenge, the more special the person. These people exhibited impatient patience. And what do I mean by that? They were patient for the results to occur. Again, Dewey Bozilla was in jail for 32 years for a crime he didn't commit. Will Burton, again, wrestled many times and lost. Terry Fox ran 3,339 miles across Canada. And Emmanuel Ubola tried again and again to get involved in soccer games. While they were patient about the results to happen, they were impatient about the process. So what did Dewey do? He simply wrote his next letter, studied his next book, got through his next workout. Will Burton trained again. Terry Fox ran his next mile. Jim McLaren trained again for his next event. Julio Garzaran got up again at 3.30 a.m. And Emmanuel Yuboa got involved in his next soccer game. In 2009, after 32 years of incarceration, Dewey Wozella was acquitted and freed of all charges. Shortly thereafter, at age 51, he fought in his first professional fight. Will Burton won the second to last match of his high school 
career. Jim McLaren eventually became the fastest long distance, one-legged long distance athlete on the planet. It's been over 25 years since I was in seventh grade. I will never forget Julio Garcera. And Emmanuel Yuboa purchased a bike from Jim McLaren's Challenged Athletes Foundation and used it to pedal on one leg across Ghana, spreading his message of equality for people with disabilities and through the most unforgiving obstacle of all, thousands of years of prejudice. Step, you are idle no more. Step, pick yourselves up off the floor. Step, get up out of your seats. Step, you all will not lie there in defeat. Step, in mind and in body, a winning tranquility. Step, we know without movement, there is no possibility. Step, each pace equals a seed. Step, in the world's largest sequoia tree. Step, one by one, they will amass. Step, Corfield passes down victory path. Our minds are a place of choices and action. So let me ask you this. Are you going to focus on the obstacle you are facing or the goal? I am convinced that whichever one you focus on, that's the one that is going to come to pass. Are you going to let complacency and self-sympathy drive you into the ground? Are you going to look at a situation and the monsters that may or may not lay ahead? Are you going to look at the situation as an opportunity to show how much you can actually take? Start the bar high every day and raise it. Stretch yourselves to the limit so much you can't take it. Whatever you are facing, it is in trouble. Anything you do, well, it's on the double. Ready, set, on your mark. You have got the keys and you are double parked. Ready yourselves for the ultimate spectacle. Strap it on and create your own miracles. Be the best human you ever knew. A story all can aspire to. People, go beyond the beyond. And I ask you again, what are you going to do today to fray more the line between what is unlikely and what is impossible? My name's Fox Byer. I'm a teacher, a speaker, and a coach. And I have a website, foxbuyer.com. That's F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R.com. Here's my offer. Message me off my site. 
I would love to send you a free copy of my book of inspirational poetry called Letter Kindling, Igniting, Inspiring, and Evoking the Fire Within. The poems that you heard today, all of them are actually in the book themselves. And additionally, if you feel like my words could help, could help you, your organization, your team, your class, let's get in touch. Again, my website, foxbuyer.com, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R.com. And continue to fray the line between what you think is unlikely and what you think is impossible. Thank you very much. Tanya, back to you.